Brandon Lewis with Embedded Computing Design here, and I'm on the IoT Roadshow in Austin. Uh, this has brought me to Synopsys, and I'm sitting here with Ron Lohman, who is the IoT Strategic Marketing Manager um, at the company. How are you doing, Ron? Great. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Um, so one of the things that's been really talked about in, on the IoT front is the all the challenges that go into building a sensor subsystem um, at For the Edge. What are you hearing from some of your customers about what they're facing and the challenges that they're trying to get through to build good IoT sensor subsystem solutions? Um, yeah, it's really around the integration and how you optimize for power and mm -hmm. performance mm -hmm. for your sensor subsystem. Um, everybody's comparing benchmarks when it comes to these types of things. They want to ensure that not only that the, the hardware is optimized, but the software as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, they got to move that data somewhere. So they got to pick what type of connectivity they have, and that's a big, big concern. And then how do they secure it, too? So uh, many different facets in, in that. Um, they're trying to understand uh, what the costs associated with it are. So it's not just uh, the IP integration itself, but it's the amount of memory it takes and is required for those types of things. So there's a lot of considerations when you're designing those. And you know they're moving from being off-chip to some on-chip uh, integration somewhere within the system to optimize for costs. Great. You know, one of the big, big, big issues here is power draw, because a lot of these edge devices are, you know, it's, they want to be set and forget, you know, put it out there and we don't want to have to send a technician out every six months. Um, but that also plays into memory, too, the memory requirements. What are you seeing there and how are you guys working to solve some of the power and memory trade-offs that are going on at the edge? Yeah, so we feel we have some really interesting technology uh, within our sensor subsystem uh, offerings. What we can do is we build ours around uh, an ARC processor, and the ARC processor has two very big advantages, really three big advantages. The first one is the fact that you can actually build your subsystem based on a busless architecture. So you're basically able to remove the uh, AMBA buses, mm -hmm. uh, the, the HB bridges, um, and tightly couple those to the core themselves. Okay. Uh, this saves a lot of latency. This reduces the overall die size. Uh, secondly, you're able to uh, configure which instructions you're actually going to want to use for okay. that processor, which uh, can save die size again mm -hmm. on optimized performance. And then thirdly, you can add custom instructions. So for sensor subsystem, like a 90 sensor fusion, uh, you need trigonomic functions. You can have custom instructions developed during design with those sensor subsystems um, to optimize for that. And we've taken it a step further. We've actually created a product mm -hmm. that is fully verified that we deliver to customers. This is very unique in the industry. It's not a set of uh, different IP that we say, here you go, go ahead and, and put these together. We fully val validate all the peripherals, be it the UARTs, the SPIs, the I2Cs that connect the, the uh, sensors, um, as well as the hardware acceleration. We've even gone a step further to think about the overall architecture of the total chip. So mm -hmm. other IP like our data converters and our double EEPROM can mm -hmm. be tightly coupled and we have the interfaces re available uh, to do that. Uh, so we put a lot of thought into optimizing for sensor subsystems. And that uh, precludes you having to move up to a standardized core that may not be well suited for your application, right? Correct. So if you need um, to add just one uh, custom instruction, you don't have to move up to a much more powerful core that draws more power. You can just uh, optimize for that instruction. The other thing is we tightly coupled not just the peripherals, 
um, but the memories as well. So mm -hmm. to, to come back around to your memory question mm -hmm. is tightly coupling the memories gives you faster access to those to reduce latency in the overall architecture as well. Great. Uh, last question here is around the hottest topic uh, of 2016, um, security. You know, when you're talking about these edge devices and the resource constraints that we just touched on, um, adding in encryption and cryptography is a killer for these these types of systems. Um, do you have anything in the works there? Yeah, so uh, we really have three different ways you can implement the security. We offer software mm -hmm. solutions that you can implement the security. Some customers have issues with, uh, again, the amount of time it takes to do challenge responses. So we have hardware acceleration, and you can do that in two forms. We have um, hardware acceleration through um, uh, custom or um, off-the-shelf blocks like an AES accelerator, uh, or you can add the custom instructions um, like uh, to support AES through our ARC processor, and we mm -hmm. have uh, a package called our Crypto Pack. So they all have different um, uh, options on your performance, power, and area, mm -hmm. uh, and we can help you with the trade-offs uh, on each of those because every application requires very different needs. Uh, customers um, want security, but they also don't want too much. Uh, that would concern too much power or eat too much cost. Mm -hmm. They need to make sure they're competitive. So that's one thing that, that we really think we're helping our customers accomplish. Great. Um, actually, I lied. One more question. <laughs> How do you think the, the chip landscape is going to unfold here? Because, you know, to your last point, you can't just have a bunch of chips that are all based on the same IP because they're all going to be exactly the same, right? Yeah. So, what do you, what do you, what's your perspective on the evolving? Yeah. Well, we've seen two things. The first thing is because it's IoT, you mm -hmm. have to integrate the RF. A lot of the RF is off-chip today right. in the solutions that you tear apart today. Um, the integration is happening. You've seen integration from a lot of the big MCU vendors mm -hmm. on integrating RF. In particular, Bluetooth is the most popular. So that's the first trend. Um, the uh, uh, next thing is that you've seen tons of consolidation in the industry. Uh, I suspect that you may continue to see that, but I also think that people will start really looking at the architectures, and we think we're extremely well positioned to uh, offer our IP, in particular our subsystems that are busless. And this could be not just for sensor fusion, but it could be for almost any application. You can create your own custom uh, busless architectures to reduce power and area and add custom hardware acceleration. If you look at universities today, a lot of the research is in custom hardware acceleration. This is where people are going to be able to differentiate in products. Um, so I think this is where IoT is leading. Uh, obviously, people need to understand how they can bring more value to customers at lower power, longer battery life, uh, with better performance. You're seeing a lot of addition to not just the sensor hubs, but also applications like uh, voice recognition. That's probably one of the, the hottest topics right now is everybody with the popularity of Amazon Echo. Mm -hmm. right. uh, everybody wants to put voice recognition into there. So that adds memory, that adds cost, that adds bigger die size, and being able to adopt very um, specific IP that addresses just that function is very important for next generation designs. Perfect. All right, well, that was some really good insight. Uh, Ron Lohman, uh, IoT Strategic Marketing Manager at Synopsys. I'm Brandon Lewis, uh, Technology Editor for Embedded Computing Design. Have a good day. Bye.